Before this show, we must of course thank our daddy's favourite level Patreons. So, William M, Out the Doorway, Banjo Stewie, Adam Ferris, Ryan C and Harry Hypnotist. You are all daddy's favourites. Before we start this episode of the Kinky Boys podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this show, Spraycon. I actually have a pair of Spraycons and I love them. They're so small, they fit just perfectly in your pocket, ready to make it look like you pissed yourself whenever you're in the most important situations. The quality is just as amazing as all the other top name brands and they're half the price. The ones I'm using are the everyday P25s. They're the best ones yet. Six hours of piss time, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and so much more. I also like the fact you can click with your finger to pause the play. It makes it super convenient if you need to mop up for any reason. So don't hang around. Go to patreon.com slash kinkyboyspod for a special deal of just $3 a month for bonus episodes and so much more. Spraycon. Sitting in a puddle of piss is great. Hello listeners, and welcome to this month's Kinky Boys podcast. We have a returning guest, Banjo, and we are talking about himbos. I have no idea what those are. Well, luckily, I am here to educate you. So, himbo lately has become a bit of a cultural phenomenon. Oh, I actually managed to get that long word out. So... It's really taken off in just pop culture in general, particularly among social websites like TikTok, the idea of the himbo, which is... Now, this is what we're going to get into because people generally know a himbo when they see one, but the actual definitions I found have become quite fuzzy. So there are three big factors that define someone as a himbo. Firstly... They are very aesthetically attractive. Now, I'm saying that because that does not necessarily mean big, muscular, well-toned, which some people have suggested, because I know some quite delicious, like, cubby bear himbos. Stop talking about yourself. I was not talking about myself. You were talking about yourself. You were talking about yourself. It's fine. (laughs) Aesthetically attractive. So some form of dumb, which again, we'll get into because the actual definition of how himbos are dumb uh, is definitely worth looking into. And finally, kind. They are genuinely nice people, which is one of the things that separates sort of the himbo archetype from the jock archetype. Yes, I'd, I'd agree with that. It's very much just proceed in whatever aesthetic, dumb and Happy, happy, nice, kind, generally emotionally intelligent. Yes, yes, definitely. It's more like no, it's it's more definitely. It's it's smart in the. I want to hug and give hug and make you happy. Versus, I know the math. Is I can pick up on what you're actually feeling and know what's how to appropriately respond. And I've read a very interesting article. I can't find it because I tried to look it up for this to like properly attribute it. So if by any chance the person who wrote this article is listening to this, I'm not sure you would be, but just know I did try. And they talked about the reason himbo in like wider pop culture is having a moment is a reaction to the archetype of the arsehole genius that was really popular in the 2010s. Love that. So, like, obviously you have stuff like BBC Sherlock, and in real life there's the whole cult around Steve Jobs, who treated his workers awfully, but was seen as a genius. And you can... And what's the other one? House, from the show titled House. Mm-hmm. And that, Twi- that... Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, go ahead. I was going to say The Mentalist. That was another one. But also, like, yeah. most recent, I'd probably say, is, like, Rip from Rick and Morty. Yep, that's a big one. Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. And it's, again, these people with absolutely no social skills or emotional intelligence, but they get away with so much because they have a level of genius and, like, academic intelligence. And, of course, so we have this cultural backlash to that, which is people want the himbo where they're not academically bright in a lot of cases they're a bit slow a bit naive but 
incredibly well attuned to their own emotions and the emotions of people around them and just have a good emotional intelligence to them, which I think it really began with Crunk. I was like, I know that a lot of my influences come from pop culture, so I wrote a bunch of them and literally the first one I wrote down was Crunk. One when describing Himbo always goes to Crunk from The Emperor's New Groove because he's like the encapsulation of the archetype. He's as big, brutish. He's in the mold of the sort of right-hand muscle to the villain, but he's actually really sensitive and creative and just nice to people around him all the time. It's that weird, like, I have landed in this position and I'm not sure how, but sure I'll go with it. <laughs> Energy. I... And I find that fascinating because it also shows, like, what we as a culture are currently valuing. Okay. Uh, I can see that. There's more of that be kind and be less of an asshole. And I do think, like, we're going to get into the difference between sort of general pop culture's idea of the himbo and gay, bi, queer, sexual culture's idea of the himbo, which definitely has a bit of divergence to it. So before we get that, I think we should just look into the history of the word. So... Obviously, it's a portmanteau of him and bimbo, which in itself has an interesting history. So bimbo is essentially, I think it's Italian for baby. And when you're calling someone a bimbo, you're basically calling them a baby brain. (laughs) And originally, it was not a gendered term. Anyone, male or female, could be a bimbo. But obviously, over time, it's got a cultural connotation for aesthetically pleasing women. And it became very much gendered towards women as bimbos. And the first time that the word himbo as a portmanteau appeared was in a 1988 edition of the Washington Post. And the sentence it famously first appeared in is... A macho himbo who strutted in the corset, wearing a 16-foot python like a stole around his shoulders and neck. Which is very, in the 80s, describing someone strutting around, like, sexually with a big python snake like they're Britney Spears on stage. I was literally about to say, I was like, that sounds like Britney before Britney. (laughs) And it's also interesting that this came about, like, in the late 80s, because there was that sort of... Late 80s was really when the hyper bodybuilder aesthetic started to take off. You had Van Damme, Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all pushing this sort of like hyper masculine, oiled up, shaved bodybuilder aesthetic into the culture. Unrealistic calls, but yes. Also, Danny DeVito, he is just back in the 80s. Oh, let's see. I'm going to do the really basic. The dictionary defines that. <laughs> so, Merriam-Webster. Merriam-Webster, Miriam, literally, def- definition is an attractive but vacuous man. And yeah. the Partridge Dictionary, which I have never heard of. I don't know what the Partridge Dictionary is. Defines Himbo as a man objectified by his good look and presumed lack of intellectual qualities. A man who trades on his image. A gigolo, which, I mean... That sounds like an Alan Partridge more than anything. He's a himbo, Liz. That was a terrible (laughs) Alan Partridge. (laughs) Today, we've got on. We've got on a himbo. Unfortunately, I do have brain rot from listening to a lot of the Trash Future and surrounding podcasts from that sort of nebula. So whenever someone does that sort of impartridge impression, I welcome the slutty, greased-up men in thongs, but feel they could go further. And, of course, Urban Dictionary, which definitely focuses much more on the sexual element of it, which is a male version of a bimbo, whore or slut. And using the example, he's such a himbo, he'd sleep with anything that has a pulse. I think this is where, like, pop culture and queer kinky sexual culture diverge there's much more sort of emphasis on the for lack of a better term sluttiness and sexual openness of actively fetishized i always see it as like a 
there's that fetishization of it and like mm-hmm. lusting after, but in terms of the actual act, there's not really much out there in terms of, oh, it's more just like pretty thing to look at. It, it's very much like, yeah, I literally bimbo where it's like you, the talk about the actual, like sexual stuff of it isn't there. It's just, oh, they pretty, they aesthetically do. Oh, look at the big boobies. <laughs> Same with them, but <laughs> look at the big boobies. <laughs> Very much, just, but not actually doing anything with them, just looking. <laughs> ah, see, that's quite interesting because obviously there is that aesthetic element to it, but for me particularly, it is, and we're going to get into this, it is very much that sort of hyper-sexualization of a male that I find very intriguing and a bit of a turn-on. We have actually asked our listeners to provide their definition. So first up, we have former co-host Adam, a very gave his, the intersection of muscly, kind, and stupid. All three are required. This is giant British puppy Adam, who is quite yeah. literally himbo, just himbo so yes he'll know what he's talking about (laughs) he is but we're going to get into that because i'm going to use him as an example of as why the discussion around intelligence is quite interesting okay so we'll put a pin into that and come back to it come back to adam as a hit next is jock slut rex i followed his feed a while and he definitely if you look at his twitter feed very much leans into himbo as a sort of sexualized slutty person and Mm. his definition is big dumb happy obedient sub generally muscled shaved dressed like a sporty slut aesthetic is being called out very much right now but the himbo modes yeah basically someone that gets their sports gear from clone zone and not sports direct and uh, you can cut a sports direct top into a crop top it's fine <laughs> yeah, totally so another one is hypno cow alfie to me a himbo is someone who is big strong beefy generally nice selfless and kind and someone who is generally absent-minded dumb or not observant and i think i agree with this definition more mm. because yeah. he included absent-minded or not observant I was going to say, absent-minded is a good one, versus, like, dumb, just very vacant smile is... Yeah. ...rather than doy. Those are the technical terms, by the way. As your professional himbologists... And that's a big word. Next, we have another former guest, Felinex, the cat bro, who, who was on to talk about cat play. Effortlessly pretty, strong, mentally... Physically strong, mentally weak, and genuinely kind. But, yeah, I would agree with that. Krakoan thembo, because of course, himbos can be any gender. As bimbo, I as love we the found fact that, that today, bimbos as well. I love the fact that it's looped around and there is now people are using the term herbo as a female himbo, which oh, personally God. I love. But yes, you also get, I know a lot of thembos, and again, we're putting a pin in this because talking about himbos, thembos, and gender expression is something I want to get into. So, Krakowin Thembo says, someone who enjoys a no-thoughts, head-empty headspace. Mm-hmm. I would say that's correct. And finally, FitGeek UK says, cute, adorable, muscled, and unable to spell IQ. No, you spell it how you did it. E-Y-E-K-U-E. Yes. I just want to use those definitions to get into it. So, let's go back to the pin we put into Adam's comment. Because a lot of us feel Adam represents himbo, but anyone who knows Adam knows he's incredibly smart in a lot of ways. He's incredibly academically smart. He is full of, like, fun facts, very academically accomplished, intelligent in a lot of ways, but he also has that golden retriever mindset i don't want to say absent-minded but he's just happy to always be there if you know what i mean and that gives off a lot of himbo energy for him it's the like perpetually happy just without going into like dog like he is a big puppy boy and he does have that sort of i don't want to say vacant dog but absent-mindedly dog headspace and this plays into it generally 
like a lot of people that sort of play in and deliberately try and project themselves as himbos often are very academically accomplished. And part of me thinks it's that classic, I'm trying to get into this headspace as a way to escape the pressures. Because anyone who's gone through academia knows it's awful. It is just constant pressure and grading and being judged. I have real issues with higher education and the way it's structured. Every sort of, if you're going into a headspace, seems to fall into to go into the opposite direction of usual. It's that kind of stereotype of big businessman suddenly wants to become subby, whatever in the bedroom, or like someone who's like consistently like hit track at work needs to hit someone around in the bedroom. And with this, it's just shut off brain. Do not think about all the words and things. Just be. <laughs> and again, this ties into the sort of Krakow and Nembo comment of, Someone who enjoys the no thoughts, head empty headspace. Yeah. It's, I don't have to worry about the world. I can just be absent-minded, not pick up on any of the negative signals and just go through life in this sort of pink, happy haze. It, it, very much that. And it's oh. like just oblivious to the rest of the world and just like, uh-huh, cool. Is it affecting yeah. me? No, fine. Exactly. And I think there's a lot to look into that. And the other one, so we talked about that sort of mindset of, because it gets into what does society consider intelligence? Because mm. a lot of people brought up the phrase IQ here. And the thing is, if you actually sit down and look at what an IQ test is and how IQ is measured, you realize it's bullshit. There is no real scientific basis for the way IQs are used today. Like, for starters, what? how does it quantify intelligence? Like, book learning? Is it how much information you can store? Is it how fast you can work out specific problems? And then that leads into, if IQ was a genuine measurement of this set inherent intelligence, why does studying for an IQ test let you do better at it? If it was mm. testing your inherent intelligence, studying would not make a difference to that. How many points were you off on getting into Mensa? Just let us know. <laughs> is this just the, the repressed bailings on me? It is just, there's so much bullshit around IQ. And it's for me, it's because it leaked into sort of the manosphere, alpha male bullshit, where it's, I'm a high IQ male. If you think IQ is real, then you're not. No, it's one of those. And it's a gauge, but like all gauges, it can be very much just fixed towards one yeah. person or one person. Because there are lots of different types of intelligence. There is book smart, street smart, emotion intelligence. And like, with the stereotype of the dead brain jock, like, most people who go to the gym religiously get really good at math. Like, really good at math. Mm. Because they're basically I've, doing I've it all day between... And also, like, working out calories per pound of body weight and that sort of stuff is... It actually takes some quite interesting mathematical formulae. Not to mention, people that go to the gym regularly are one of the few people I know that can instantly convert kilograms to pounds in their head. Oh, I know. Would have yeah. no idea. Google exists for a reason. <laughs> yeah. That reason is converting measurements thank you this has been my yeah. TED talk did your math teacher when you was growing up just do the whole thing where well, you're going to have to learn advanced calculus and advanced I... formulae because you're never going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time genuinely said this at work this week i said duh, duh, duh. you're never gonna are we not who here remembers pythagoras yeah. theorem? everyone knows the name they don't remember the actual theory if you do take yeah out of your brain and find something else but like you really you don't even have to do the calculations yourself on the calculator you literally just ask google siri 
Bixby, is that still a thing to do it for you? No, I don't. there are websites set up for this. Exactly. So we've covered that sort of intelligence angle. And again, it's reflective of how does society view intelligence? How do you consider someone dumb? Most of the time it's at pursuing an idea of ignorance is bliss. I think there's every word that sort of is a version of dumb works better. Like ignorant, absent-minded, not unobservant, like just all of those are very much signifiers more so than just you don't, it's, you know what's going on. So I think, so going to our second mental pin into what Jockslut Rex said, which is sub generally momosud and slutty. And for me, this is a big thing. And I think this is why I'm personally so interested in sort of himbos and the himbo aesthetic. So I am demisexual. And for that, my personal definition that works best is I'm a person with a complicated relationship to my libido. Because I have a libido, I have a sex drive, but accessing it and interacting with it is difficult and requires specific circumstances. And I will be perfectly honest with this. I'm not entirely comfortable with that. Like, I genuinely wish I had a much simpler sort of relationship to my libido of I see a guy and I can want to fuck him purely on aesthetics and just be an automatically sexual being. And himbos, in a way, very much embody that. They are seen as inherently sexual. They are objectified as inherently sexual. And they are always displayed as being quite straightforwardly slutty, promiscuous, just very bohemian, just indulging directly in their carnal desires without pause or thought or complication. Can I just really sorry? I'm just working the leg. Just in my yeah, queue. sure. On your sorry, be two seconds. Cool. I'll put it on pause. Pause. There you go. It's very much just one of those where it it is everything is simplified. Everything is literally just linear. It's this is goal. This is do. This is want to dress slutty. Dresses slutty. There's no now yeah. to do, 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 do. It's just do. Yeah, you so don't have much, to... So very much, like, sorry. No, you go ahead. So very much, it's want to go kiss person, goes up, asks consent, kisses person. Like, it, it's not... Now I need to think for 17 minutes before I actually go make a conversation. It's, I want to dress slutty, but what does this say about me? And what will people think of me? And how does this sort of work into my larger world viewer around patriarchy and no it's i want to dress slutty i will dress slutty because that means the boys will look at me yes yeah well the people be looking and going they're pretty and it's cool but this ultimate goal is people look say that's a pretty thing it's objectification totally and i think this gets into the thing of seeing imbo as this really unique expression of sort of male and, again, thembos, non-binary sexuality, where it's portrayed in a very unique way. Male sexuality is often about power, like power being displayed, playing into archetypes of power, whereas classically in society, when women uh, displayed their sexuality in media, it's often from the point of objectification and it is something to be observed from the outside for other people. So in a way, the display of himbos is almost feminizing of men because it puts men in that position of sort of an outside observer being subjected to the male gaze. It's not rooted in a power fantasy 
quite the opposite. It's a very freeing, as we've discussed, a freeing of extenuous thought and worrying about things. But it's still in its own way distinctly masculine in its physical presentation. Yes. It's the gender bender, bimbo. And it just all comes together to become very gender. It is very gender how bimbo is portrayed. <laughs> it be gender, that be the way. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. Like, my gender is himbo. Then it's like, with because with the sort of feminization, because a lot of it is the aesthetic ends up being like pinks and pastels and very much like softer colours. Yeah, it's either just, soft colours or bright neons, and it's where you don't see in men's fashion that sort of colour range. It's just varieties of black and things that are Navy, usually... Navy, greys. And it's, you're like, himbo aesthetic, you're allowed to be showing off you're allowed to be sensual and this is a big thing like men even in like gay sexualities men are portrayed as sexy but they're never portrayed that much as sensual yes. so it's like you wear the high pink thong lots of times over the butt plug i've noticed it seems to be this sort of real visual motif of a guy wearing a butt plug with a thong over it is this the royal you, or are you just being very targeted right now? I could be both. <laughs> it was just like, you wear the pink thong. And I'm like, yes, and? <laughs> Your points. <laughs> and it's just a very unique male expression of sexuality you don't see very often. No. But it's very much just fun. I think it's just making, doing it in a way that's like fun and very just low not low effort, but like Thor, like literally just fuck it. Low so, hairs. I don't really care that how someone else will view this. I know that this is what feels correct in this very like dumb brain. Yes, it is correct for you to wear slutty clothing. Correct. Good himbo. Right. Just because I have one of the crop top hoodies does not. <laughs> Oh, I've got you flustered. Shush. You can turn <laughs> video on and I can get you just the same. Oh. <laughs> With a simple flex. With a simple flex. It is a shame we couldn't do video for this episode. I don't know. Blame my computer and the screen that is a quarter just dead lines. That happened to my last laptop two weeks ago. Like, the heat, like, it had a crack for ages, but the heat wave just cause that crack to expand and finally break the whole screen. No. My only story about how the crack happened to mine. Me crack. I was I've got a really nice mic and I was trying to set up to see if I could just try Twitch streaming and I just and you're gonna as soon as you hear it, you're gonna know what went wrong. It's an all in one computer that mm -hmm. I was like, I'll just attach the microphone, this fucking massive thing, to the actual computer in the corner and it was very heavy so yeah. it just pulled at the screen and now there's a giant crack in the corner which is just manifesting into lots and blackness very all it yes i didn't think things through oh oh that yeah. that's probably why that happened oh oh it's just all around i think some i think someone on some some podcast somewhere said something like they'd really enjoy was it thick as shit himbo walks or something i don't know rarely listen <laughs> oh i'm sure it's not very good nah no chance. i think it's a t-shirt maybe <laughs> oh yeah yes we have that t-shirt in our uh, merch store and it looks quite yes. good on you by the way thank you especially with the tusks here that is a very interesting again sort of imagery that always pops up so often which is soft boy himbo orcs where you get like an orc but they're like sexualized in that way himbos are so it's very mm. sensual and they often have a top knot for some reason oh i'd cut that off right away not to hate top knots but i just every time i see them i just want to grab a pair of scissors i've grown to really like top knots like i've recently been to amsterdam and for some reason like 
top knots are very in in Amsterdam. Everyone in the around like the sauna and the gay bars had top knots. So is brainwashing, I hear, but that's a little bit different. <laughs> I did visit Master, but I can't remember any of that. Though the <laughs> thoughts I had seeing the pictures, I was like, he has no clue what's going on. Like, in a, mm-hmm. he's consented, but he has no clue what's going on. <laughs> Either way. And that's what I love about it. Selfie is getting a tattoo. Getting a tramp stamp. This tramp stamp. Him oh, yes, this tramp has been stamped. <laughs> in both it. Yes. Yeah. I, Which I, is weird I, because a couple of episodes before on the bonus episodes, we talked about like the fantasies we'd probably never do. And mine was, I don't think I could ever get a sexy tattoo for a scene. I love the idea, but I just couldn't do it in real life. Neck minute. Just sucked yeah. in the chair. Yeah, I think we've covered pretty much everything dissecting sort of the motivations and the sort of the views around intelligence and sexuality that feed it. I think it would be fun just to end on talking through some notable examples of himbos in wider pop culture. I didn't make a list at all. Going, this affected me in these ways. <laughs> and this affected me in these ways. Oh no, it's growing. Even dear as we himbos, record. your behavior has a... Dear himbos, your, your beh- behavior has affected me in the following ways. One, you did this, and next number, you did that. <laughs> and then, Jay, you also did this. <laughs> but these are all, so, as a bit of background on this, I, I did a bit of Googling because I was like, there's some that I can remember, but there's some I'll just need thinking about. But it was very much just, would they look like they belong in a Hooters outfit, basically? was the was the criteria for this because i do feel like it's very yeah. much just again it's that kind of gender band. would they look good in what is the epitome of bimbo probably a hooters outfit or a sleeve dress would they look suitable in it yes cool they are himbo although looking at one of those yeah. probably not and let's look let's start from the top we already discussed kronk he's the right. sort of platonic ideal of himbo everyone always brings up when trying to describe it it's just the when you need to fill up an essay with more words i asked poison for kuzco <laughs> kuzco's point i know this many words and i make this many long so next is jason from the good place he just uh, just absolute dumbass which is great just I think one of the best examples is when, like, they're going through. So, if you don't know, good place. Basically, like, they are in this sort of world version of like hell, heaven, and hell, and they think they're in the good place, but they're actually spoiler alert. Do apologise. It's been out for a while. In the bad place, and then they reset them so that they keep being like, "Oh no!" And it's just the main character usually, but then. When Jason discovers it the one time, they're like, for fuck's sake, even he's discovered it this time. He's discovered this. Like, you know, how the fuck Yeah. Is- and, like, Jason's a very interesting example because each of the characters, besides the main character, Eleanor, they're not immediately bad people no. if you just met them. But a lot of their problems that ended them up in the bad place are sort of personal faults. And Chidi, who's basically Jason's like exact opposite, is a philosophy professor of ethics who's incredibly book smart, incredibly academically intelligent. But what landed him in the bad place was the fact that he could never make a... moral decision because he was so paralyzed by thinking through all the repercussions mm. and if Jason, he would yeah sir and he would just benefit so much from having a little bit of an imbo time literally just yeah. going turn the brain off and at the so again major spoilers in the finale of the good place jason achieves enlightenment because he just sat around in a forest for a millennia just 
thinking about stuff and just going with the flow for so long. Oh, there is that bit it, when, so again, sorry if people haven't seen the fourth season, go watch The Good Place, it's really good. When they've got all the people from history who managed to get there and then they just, yeah. they're just mushy-brained at that point. It's very much just because they can't concentrate on anything and they're like, this is really nice here. It's just a very, like, Einstein's turned into a himbo and all that kind of stuff. And Which, again... That's something we've not covered, which is himbofication. Uh, I have no idea what that would be at all. I have no clue okay. at all. Yeah. Flex his so arm. Basic. So that is when you take someone who is not a himbo or the exact opposite and turn them into that. It comes up a lot in hypnoporn, like it's a common archetype. But you can also do it as a sort of like role play humiliation sort of thing of the surf forces their boy to act in this way and to dress this way and over time they get used to it and start fitting into the role they've been forced into mm. and they start enjoying it far too much and then they just do it whenever yeah. they're told because they're a good boy exactly sorry i'm so moving yeah. on because <laughs> yeah, that's fine <laughs> <They> just <laughs> Send lots of yes. pictures to make sure that you're properly thinking about that. I, yeah. I put Johnny Bravo, just he's not exactly like morally always correct, but I always do think of that kind of just V shaped human as like the archetype of it. He's almost like the proto himbo. He's not quite there, but you can see a lot of yeah. the elements that came into pop culture later stemming from him. No, hundred percent like it. Yeah, just a few changes to the brain, and then we're good. That's yeah. just something that architecture facilities can. Basically, what Johnny Bravo is missing is the inherent emotion intelligence. Mm. He's got everything else. He's just vibing, horn dog, very vain. And going to the sort of other end of the spectrum, we've got Andy from Parks and Rec. Yes. Because literally, just I think a lot of the descriptions are just like golden retriever in human form. Hi, Adam. <laughs> but it, it's kind of Andy is literally that kind of just will just do not think very that. Which I mean, it's so sad how his acts are turned out, but for a long time he again was this proto form of what showed that people really wanted was. An emotionally invested, connected, kind man. Very much. And... Similar to, oh my God, I'm so good at segways. Similar to Troy <laughs> Barnes. What's Troy Barnes from? Community. It's Amy Glover. Very much. He's just like, it. he's like an ex-jock who basically is just, I, I get it. So one of the, one of the best examples of doing it is when Jeff, the many characters like life is futile by the time i finish this sentence 20 people will have died in the world and he just looks at him with terror and he's like why did you stop talking <laughs> i love that <laughs> oh it's, do you remember that old in need advert where he had all the celebrities like snapping their fingers and it's every yeah. time we snap our fingers basically it means someone in the third world has died and it's like, stop snapping your fingers there stupid i see we've got now a flurry of uh computer game characters it's me what did you expect plus the, there's probably someone who's going to be going when's it coming up when is the obvious one coming up it's coming up shush <laughs> No, I no, because I've got the list in front of me. I'm going to edge you on this. Yeah. So Donkey Kong because literally just big. There's a lot of like just big dumb ape. It big dumb ape is another sort of like very apt. Same with the Gorons in Zelda. Did you ever play Zelda? No. The most I know is there's a sexy fish guy in Breath of the Wild. Oh, and you can dress to... Link in uh, rubber. Yes, I was going to write side on down, and I was like, no, that's too niche. No, the Gorons <laughs> are literally just big, barrel-bellied, lip-up-in-the-volcanoes dudes. And the and the one dances in Operator of Time, and it is the most adorably invoked thing. And the 
protagonist from a video game who wears shorts, runs around, collects loads of random things, fights bad guys. Crash Bandicoot. I am enjoying the power that I have right now. <laughs> I am enjoying this power too much. But it is true. Crash, <laughs> Crash is... It's like non-verbal, where it doesn't even need to talk. It's just like, sure. Didn't they later on introduce an even more himbo Bandicoot character later on? I think this is the big, yeah. Really I, big muscular one. And then PlayStation, I couldn't, I can't do the controllers for whatever reason. But yes, I think I've seen that. I think that's oh, everything. Come on, on please get to the one we all know you're going <laughs> to do. Yes, Banjo, obviously. It's literally just, there is a reason I base the aesthetic on him sometimes. A lot of the time, most of the time. It, it's literally just, again, that kind of V-shape, non-verbal, just it's just to get kidnapped. He's fine and just runs about and has a bird in his backpack. It just, it's just for me, like, very much. And just goes, fine, I'll get turned into a little crocodile. Sure, why not? <laughs> I'll get turned into a washing machine. Fine. Like, it, it's just... <laughs> and he just goes along with it. Just because it's just the do not think. Do not think. Yeah. Do not I don't have to question think. this. Do not think. Do come and not think. Is the himbo <laughs> mantra is just making a poster on that. Yeah, poster, t shirt. Don't. Mm. I no. I am spending yes. far too much anyway. I bought something I really shouldn't have, which is going to heal this as well. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Indeed. <laughs> And I don't suppose we'll be able to get a photo of it for the show notes. Unfortunately, oh, uh, you'll need to become a Patreon and then go on to the King's Boys Discord server. Good. See, this is why I have this guy on. Think I am the worst. I am the. If anyone's got anything that they need promoting, I will just promote the shit out of it, and they'll be like, "Stop it!" And I'm like, "No, do uh, not think." Bill and Ted is next on the list. From Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, because... They're yeah. genuinely nice people. They are nice even to, like, the Grim Reaper, but they are also not that bright. And... Yeah, I think it's shit, and it's brilliant. And I see... So I've not watched New Girl, but I see next we've got Max from New Girl, Nick from New Girl, and Winston. Look, all the guys from New Girl. I tried... I went, right, okay. Max is, like the obvious one but then what next a bit of a himbo tip but winston's but coaches like they're all just in their own weird way like versions of that stereotype it's fun it's a fun show i don't care what people say people are right judge i don't care and another big cast we have the entire cast of mtv's jackass it's they are just apparently they've got like a huge Gay following. I'm not surprised. Like, the, I can't remember any of their names, but I remember one of them always was wearing like a leopard print thong for a lot of his stunts. And I'm like, that was a bit of an awakening for me as a teenager. That's the thing. Like, they literally just, they would just do stuff that was very homoerotic, but it was just gross. And they were just doing shit. And it was like, cool, fine. Mm -hmm. Because the movie got released, Meatball was interviewing them on the like red carpet. And they were like, so we've seen you, Dick. <laughs> and you got gay venom. What's that about? And they were like, but it's just good-natured. Like, it, strangely, like, I remember being as a kid, oh, we shouldn't watch Shrek, and it's, like, really rude. But it is the weirdly most good-natured group of just mates. It is weirdly untoxic male relationships. Which is crazy when they're just busting each other in the walls, quite literally. I wonder how many kinks got made out of people watching that show, to be fair. Oh, I've seen the video. It's not of Jackass, but it's like a Jackass-like stunt where you have one guy hitting another over the back with a folded-up chair, like what they do in wrestling. But they kiss before they do. he does that. Yes, I've seen that clip, yes. Because it's been going around, but it just made me think of that. Yes, I've seen that before. Well, there, yeah. I'm not sure if it's like this. 
I'm going back and forth on this one and then the next one. But I always think of Homer as like very dad him. It's interesting because like one of Homer's faults is he will always initially be quite selfish, which is an unhimbo quality, but he then will once he sees how his actions affect people, be quite remorseful and always make up for it. Yeah, there's a lot of the earlier episodes where he's done something, Marge has been like pissed, and then he, not in a big romantic way, but in a really small romantic gesture, kind of show that he's learnt and is trying to do better. Like, Same with Lisa the- as well. The best sides of Homer, I find, are when it's focusing on his relationship to Lisa. Because it's very much, he doesn't have anything to really connect with her over. They have nothing in common. They're polar opposites as people. But he will always, at least early seasons, Homer. Because again, there's been like a transformation to what fans describe as jackass Homer. But in the earlier seasons, he even though he didn't understand his daughter, he would move heaven and earth to try and make her happy. Like he was working two jobs to get her a pony and just stuff like that. The saxophone episode, like immediately, yeah. it's just, it just, but yeah. like with Maggie as well, the whole do it for her. Stuck in Jobby hates and he sticks it out for Maggie. And that's just selfless himbo vibes. Okay, I've come back around on him at home. So early seasons, Homer is a himbo. Uh, early the seasons, like, Homer is just an asshole. Everyone just turns into like they stereotypes themselves. I love the fact that the like sort of technical term people have come up for that is flanderization, because the first character it <laughs> happened to was Flanders. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at nothing at all. Stupid sexy flanders. Oh god, again. Awakening moment for me there. Wait for it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> so um, next. Do you want to take the next one? So we're down to the last two, Max and Goofy. See, this was again like Dad Himbo vibes. It's Goofy. Ah. Do, literally doing his again, this is from just childhood immediately. It's just like a dad trying his best, and he's just personally always preferred Pete. But of course, you prefer Pete. Don't worry, I'll send you a lot of Twitter accounts as also preferred Pete. <laughs> Look, just giant, muscly, bearish dad who smokes cigars and can be a bit mean, but just a bit, just that little bit in it. And then I was like, probably one of the earliest like pop culture references in Wiley Coyote. Because all he wants to do is catch free from her. See, because he's very intelligent. Like, he comes up with these massively overwrought schemes. I would say the Roadrunner's more himbo than Wiley Coyote. Because the Roadrunner is nothing but vibes and just... See, it's, it's that do not think. Because Wiley Coyote literally just makes a trap, doesn't think about the repercussions. And then falls into whatever trap there is. Whereas Roadrunner, I always saw Roadrunner so smart because he just, even though he was working against someone who was clearly just not thinking clearly, like thinking fully ahead, it was just like, I'm just going to run through this, through this tunnel that you've now created. And then Wally's like, See, where? See, I I took the exact opposite lesson from that, which is the Roadrunners so just go with the flow vibes that reality will warp around him to fit his perception. Whereas Wiley Cody, who's clearly an analytical thinker, who comes who thinks up these big elaborate devices and likes to test when he sees that reality is not behaving as he expects, like. I would say it's flipped. The Roadrunner is the himbo in that situation. <laughs> Twitter poll. Who is the himbo? Wiley Coyote or Roadrunner? <laughs> Send us your thoughts. <laughs> I will attach it to the post when this goes live. <laughs> who, is, who, who is the real himbo? Just let's be, just <laughs> like, happy duck. So, I'm through pretty like, much. 
that was just like a list of like influences from that. There's like tons now, especially if you go on like Twitter, anyone wearing like an LED Queens in the singlet, which are really good one. Yes, mm-hmm. certain people can be to blame for that. Yes, I'm doing that. I don't he looks oh, really well. The watermelon. The thigh crushing video, yes. Dude, but also, Caesar in that sort of bisexual colour one, is it bodysuit, they call it? Don't. I am waiting for next payday. You want it to be. But like, huh. I think just, if it is just being, and then just being open and fun with, it's about just having fun with you, like being sexual. Like, it's not taking yourself seriously. Yeah. It's very much just like, why not? This, I feel yeah. confident and look good in. I think the sort of through line about people that want to be a himbo is freedom from overthinking, freedom from concerns, freedom from judgment of others, and just freedom from overthinking things and like dealing with like, internalized issues just vibing and being and the freedom to be happy no thoughts just vibing. and also to take massive butt plugs enough about you oh trust me i wish i could take massive butt plugs i cannot oh don't worry i am terrible at it anal sex is harder than it people make out it really is i'm just gonna be really mean for two seconds oh i listeners i have a photo it is of Banjo showing his pits, which are wonderful, delicious, and flexing with his tongue out. I know, I'm just, yeah. I was just hoping that it would. It's better in person. It's so fun when you get a good little himbo yes. who just sees someone flex and then just copies, because that's what good himbos do. We should close yeah. the show if I'm going to do that. So, yes. Anyway, listener, I hope you've enjoyed. If you have thoughts, if you feel we've missed anything, feel free to write in on any of our platforms. We've got a submission form on the website. We've got an email. We're on pretty much every social media. And we hope you've enjoyed. And always, play safe.